And welcome to another episode of Zav Chat with our principal, Mr Bill Doherty, our school captain, Nick Francis, and today from the CSIRO, Professor Bronwyn Fox, who's this morning spoken at the International Women's Day Breakfast and spoken beautifully. Bill, Nick, away we go. Thanks, Heels. Before we ask Professor Fox some questions, we'll just reflect on a golden moment from last week. So, Mr Doherty, you've got a few thoughts from last week's episode. I'll just take one, uh, Nick. Thanks for that. A great moment, obviously, having Jack Ramsdale on, and uh, he was obviously profiling the world's greatest shave. Um, nice to note that they've gone past their $40,000, uh, which was their initial target and a great effort from everyone engaged. So, well done to Jack and the team. But Jack also made a... Um, Beautiful comment when he was talking about his house system that he leads so well as, as Claver, who went straight to the motto of to serve, not to be served. And I just felt it was a great example of a you know, wonderful young man and doing exactly what the motto of the house was all about in all of the ways he's engaged with this project. So that was my golden moment for the week, Nick. But let's get to the star of the show and back to you to introduce. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an absolute star of the science field with us today. We've got Professor Bronwyn Fox. Welcome, Bronwyn, um, to ZavChat. We're stoked to have you here. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Now, just firstly, could you just tell us a bit about yourself as a scientist, what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, my background is in material science and engineering, and I focused on carbon fibre composites, where which are lightweight, high-strength materials, where you have the stiffness of the fibre embedded in a polymer matrix, and so you get a really lightweight, high-strength material. They're used extensively in the Boeing 787 Dreamliner to reduce fuel emissions. So the primary use of these materials is in transport. How do we make them less polluting? So I've had the opportunity to work with fast cars and planes for my whole life, which has been just so much fun. Quite a boy theme there, Bronwyn, but today's International Women's Day and you've just coming hot off giving a magnificent address to in the Great Hall. To, to go into you know embracing equity and, and looking at the challenges of not just simply discrimination, but of great inclusion, um, you've modelled that through your life. So just a, some of your quick takeouts and your, your key themes that you were able to present this morning? Well, one of the things that has been really beneficial to me personally is to have amazing female mentors. And, you know, Kathy Foley, Australia's chief scientist, has been so kind and generous to me over a period of more than 15 years I've known her. Um, I look to Michelle Simmons, who is absolutely world-leading in quantum physics. And, you know, it's just wonderful to be able to see so many different models of female scientists and female engineers, because that means that gives me permission to be who I am without having to necessarily change myself to fit a particular model, which is wonderful. You spoke a lot about diversity being the superpower you know, to unlock the future and the secret to innovation is diversity. Just some themes, particularly for our young audience around how young people might embrace inclusion and diversity in their daily lives. You gave some great advice to the students. One of the best pieces of advice is to listen. Too often we we get focused on saying what we need to, to say rather than just stopping and listening. And 
I've been in meetings recently where I've seen, you know, people deliberately pick out the quietest person on, on the table and say, what do you think about this? So really making sure that everyone has a voice and that everyone's voice is respected and heard is one of the critical elements of diversity. I've had the privilege of working in really diverse teams, both at CSIRO and, you know, in some work I did on horizon scanning for the internet of things so what will the internet of things mean for australia in the next 10 years i worked on that with previous uh, chief scientist ellen finkel and we had a really diverse team of people from different ages backgrounds different um different disciplines there were humanities there were um you know really deep tech people and i just saw the magic that happened when you can get everyone speaking and everyone everyone's heard and everyone's talking the same language you get a much better outcome than you ever could from just one group of people. Bronwyn you mentioned the CSIRO for all the listeners of Zavchat who don't actually know what the CSIRO is just yet could you just give us a quick overview of what the CSIRO is and what inventions you guys have found? So CSIRO is Australia's national science agency and it's really special and precious that we have a national science agency. There are over 6,000 employees now which is fantastic. We are absolutely focused on solving big challenges and some of the technology that you'll know CSIRO for are Wi-Fi, AeroGuard, plastic banknotes that we all have in our wallets. CSIRO technology is just everywhere Um, and now we are focused on solving big challenges because we understand that globally that we are facing some enormous challenges and that we can't work alone to do that. We need to work together and bring others along. So those challenges that we define them, as we define them, are food security and quality, sustainable energy and resources, health and wellbeing, resilient and valuable environments, future industries. How do we catalyse the creation of the next future industry and then a secure Australia and region? Bronwyn, I might just chip in with a couple of questions. Uh, A lot of 14, 15, 16-year-olds listening to Zavchat today, where was your head at as a 14, 15, 16-year-old? Did you have anything like this in your mind for your future? Look, um, you know, I've heard other people answer that question. Oh, yes, I always wanted to be that. I always wanted to do that. I really never knew. And I w- at 14 or 15, I was playing saxophone. I was in a jazz band. I was um, the captain of the debating team and, and I loved literature, and but I also loved science and I really didn't know where I wanted to go. I did work experience with an optometrist and I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do because it involves science and business and people. I was always very, very much focused on people. How do you help other people? And um, I got to the end of year 12 and I missed out on that score of getting in by, you know, it was a different score system at the time, but it was just a fraction of a point. And I remember being devastated, absolutely devastated. So I thought, okay, right, I'll study science and then I'll move into optometry later and I'll reapply. By the time I studied science, I was having such a good time that I went, you know, this is what I really want to do. And I've never looked back. You know, um, my message is that you plan, have goals, have dreams, but be flexible. And, you know, sometimes something that seems really disappointing at the time can be, you know, an absolute blessing. An amazing piece of advice. One other quick question is around moving forward as a woman. And you gave some wonderful stories today. We're at an all boys school here of women in the 2023 era. Getting forward, but not there yet, was the message I took. 
So I'm, I'm really conscious and very grateful that I've had opportunities that previous generations haven't had. So my own mother grew up in Perth and she dreamt of being an engineer like my grandfather, who was an engineer. But she went to the dean of the faculty and he said, I've never had a woman in my faculty and I never will. So she studied something else. So I'm really grateful that I've had the ability to study things that, you know, my mother didn't have the opportunity to study, but there's still a long way to go. And it's really important that we keep focused on having these conversations, on making sure that we're all aware, making sure that we are having conversations about everyone having a voice. And, you know, we've done gone a long way in terms of diversity. Inclusion and belonging is one of the next big challenges. Bromley spoke about that one earlier and um, I loved how you talked about the importance of drawing people into a conversation and that's men and women um, but particularly Michael Eilert in his concluding remarks spoke of that notion of a, being a, a men and women um, in our Jesuit context for and with others had that's a core part of that to be able to bring people in and include the other in what we're about. I was interested, though, in your comments around curiosity. We had uh, Tim Fisher, who posthumously was awarded the Zaverian Award, Mm -hmm. and I can still remember his beautiful widow uh, in the Great Hall talking of Tim's boyish curiosity, and I'm conscious of Biden mentioning possibilities. So curiosity and possibilities, for me, are really fascinating concepts and seem to draw out the best of people, and you spoke about asking questions. Maybe just a few thoughts around being curious and asking questions. I think it's just so important and I think it's important to create a culture where, you know, a a question isn't a criticism. It actually says, I'm really interested in what you're saying and I want to know more. Sometimes these days there's a, a little bit of a fear of being questioned, but we need to be much more open to questioning and Um, curiosity is just such an important thing to nurture and it's you know know, it's not something you're born with you can develop it and you can nurture it and create it and you know it's it's important at every stage of life. Shane was speaking about that 14 15 16 year old how important it is that they just keep asking questions we're quite persistent about that here at Xavier and we believe it's the questions you ask through your school years Uh, and the determination to go and pursue the answers that you don't yet know is what really defines a bit of a Xavier education. But Shane, I'll pass back to you. Hope everyone's enjoying this rather special episode of uh, Zav Chat. We're going to go around the grounds with Nick, a slightly abridged version today, and then I've got one last question for everyone. All righty, so around the grounds. uh, Last Thursday was the Borders vs Day Boys basketball game, and... I hate to say it, but the Borders got up. They got the win, so they're up 1-0 in the series. There's still plenty of time left in the year, though. But the main theme for this week is everything International Women's Day. So uh, over the past two days, Monday and Tuesday, all the tutor groups have had little workshops and discussions around International Women's Day, why we have it and why it's so important, uh, and they've all gone really well. This morning, we've just come from the International Women's Day breakfast where an amazing group of people met and Bronwyn addressed everyone and shared or just heard some awesome messages. So, and today, there's also a staff morning tea, which all the Year 12s are providing the food for, which should be great. And also tomorrow, there's a debate between Xavier and Genizano. A bit of a friendly debate, but I'm sure there'll be a bit of competition there as well. So basically, everything this week's all around International Women's Day and recognising and appreciating all the amazing women in our school and also in our own families and all the women that we know. And just quickly, the musical. 
It was a resounding success. I think we would all agree. It was such a good show, very entertaining, awesome, talented people. So awesome job to everyone involved there. And just a quick sporting around the grounds. In the first cricket team on the weekend, Xavier Austin, he took five wickets and made 55. So that's quite a day out for Xavier there. And also last weekend, it was remiss of me not to say last week, at the Vic Athletics Championship, Brady Ryan came third in the under-16s 800 and Finn Quinn came, came second in the 100 and 200. So a massive congrats to those two boys. A fantastic around the grounds. I always ask one question, Bronwyn, and you're very welcome to provide an answer along with Nick and Bill, and that is we've spoken today about inspiring people. We're sitting with one here with Bronwyn. Who was the person on earth that inspires you most? You've got that few seconds of think time. Bill's put his hand up. I'll go straight to my dad. Ten seconds, reasons? Uh, he, um, for me, oozed um, integrity and modelled uh, what it was to be a, a, a good man in everything that he did. Nick? I've got two. My mum and my dad. They both are my biggest role models and the people that I learn most often. Um, they've helped shape me become like the person I am right now, so I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for them. So, uh, well so. said. Bronwyn? So thank you for inviting the students of Melbourne College today. One of the people who inspired me was a music teacher from Melbourne, Mrs Lee, and she um, also taught one of my best friends who is also one of my inspirations. So um, Sharon was always the leader in the school musical. She was just, you know, incredible and she's been a successful opera singer in Germany for more than 20 years. So she's one of my inspirations. Uh, Beautiful. Wonderful to have you today. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Well spoken and good luck as you move forward with some amazing work. Thank you for all the work that you're doing here at Xavier and inspiring that next generation of science leaders. And I look forward to seeing your careers and I hope to see some of you at CSIRO in the future. And please tell all the CSIRO staff to follow us on Spotify. And that message is for all the Xavier community as well. Thanks for enjoying and listening to this episode of ZavChat.